encourage you to continue to do that today, tonight, the remainder of your life. Let God have his way. Let God work his full will and his eternal purpose in your life. The Bible says in Colossians chapter 1, verse 16, For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things. Everyone say all things. All things. All things were created by him and for him. Let's ask the Lord's blessings upon his word today. Jesus, I thank you for your glory. I thank you for your power. I thank you for your anointing. I thank you for your strength. I'm here to please you I'm here to give you what you want. I'm here to give you what you desire. I'm here to let you speak, God, to this young people. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. Everyone said amen. You may be seated. We understood yesterday, number one, we were created for fellowship with the Lord. Number two, we were created to worship Him. And then number three, we moved into the fact that we were created and born again, not just to be saved, but also to help others be saved. We understand today that the baptism of the Holy Ghost works to our personal salvation. It is the power of regeneration. It is that which transforms us, brought us from death to life, made a new creature out of us. So the Holy Ghost is a gift from God to us for our salvation. But we understand also that the Holy Ghost is an anointing, and it is anointing of purpose. The Holy Ghost brings with it not just the power of personal deliverance, and it does that, but it brings a power to witness. The anointing of the Holy Ghost is an evident token that we are the children of God. There are those who may resist doctrine, but they cannot resist our testimony. And they cannot resist the witness of the Spirit. They may wrestle in their mind and they may, they, they may try to resist doctrinal truth, but they, they, they can't just throw everything away when they're fighting it because they know the witness of God is upon one God, Jesus' name, apostolic, tongue-talking, Bible-believing people. 
Now I want you to know the Holy Ghost is in you today to not just save you, but to affect those around you. And it's not something you have to make the Holy Ghost do, it does it. It happens. The Bible doesn't just command us to be salt. The Bible doesn't just command us to be light. The Bible said ye are the salt of the earth. The Bible says ye are the light of the world. Hallelujah. Amen. When you walk with God, your spirit is the candle of the Lord. They may not understand your long sleeves. They may not understand your uncut hair, young ladies. They may not understand the fact that you wear dresses all the time and you don't listen to worldly music. But I'm gonna tell you, there is an invisible influence that you have on your world. And that is the influence of the power of the Holy Ghost working in you and through you. There is an invisible influence in the way you act. There's an invisible influence in the way you communicate. There is an invisible influence with just you bearing the presence of God into this world. Hallelujah. I don't know about you. I'm honored to be a representative of the Lord Jesus Christ and to bring his presence into this world. Hallelujah. And so I was created to manifest the Lord. To be a vessel and a channel that brings his presence. His aroma. His glory. His goodness into this world. I believe there's some young people in this place that would like to tell the Lord, shine through me, Jesus. Shine through me, Jesus. Let me be the bright light. Let me be the beacon in the night of this dark world that you would like for me to be, God. Amen. Don't turn my light into darkness, but God, stir up the fire within me. Stir up the gift that is in me. Let the light burn bright at this midnight hour through my life. I'm telling you, young people, the Lord has not allowed you to be in truth, amen, for the world just to always affect you and the world to always attack you and the world to always terrorize you. You have been born again to be a terror to the works of darkness. You have been brought into this kingdom, into the church of the living God to affect your world. Amen. It is not the will of God that you just live the rest of your life struggling, barely surviving and just barely getting through I'm telling you he gave you power he gave you power over sin he gave you power over Satan he gave you power over every work of the devil and that's not just for you to enjoy in liberty but it's for you to exercise amen I'm telling you there is some ashes amen that we have that's come from the cross of Calvary as an Old Testament sacrifice amen resulted in ashes that they could use for purposes we have something today that has come to us through the shed blood of Calvary and that is the name of Jesus and we have power and authority to use and act upon that name. 
I want you to know today, young people, that the Lord wants you to affect your world. And whether you know it or not, you are affecting the world more than you realize. You're making a difference. Walk in holiness. Walk in joy. Walk with the peace of God upon you. Walk with the goodness of God upon you. Be that salt and that light. Get up every morning and say, Lord, let me be what you want me to be today. You want me to fellowship with you? Me and you'll get pleasure out of that. You want me to worship you? We'll get God pleasure out of that. God, I realize that I am born again for more than just me and you. But there's something you want to do through me. There's a work you're doing in me and that'll never stop. But God, there is a work that you want to do through me. A powerful work. An influencing work. Helping someone else be saved. I just wonder how many times it happened while I was evangelizing. I would pray during the day and it seems like I couldn't I couldn't really get the mind of God. I couldn't really get the heart of God. The, The anointing never began to flow like I would want it to. But All it would take is just a good saint of God showing up at church a little bit early. All it would take is somebody to show up at the house of the Lord and begin to pray. And through their prayers, the presence of God began to move upon me. And God started to touch me as he was touching them. I'm just trying to tell you, God's got a work he wants to do through your spirit. God's got a work he's doing through your heart. The spirit of a man is the candle of the Lord. Work through me, Jesus. Work through me, Jesus. This has been said I don't know how many times this week, but I've got to just go back and touch it to get going further in this message. And that is God has a plan for every one of your lives. You you didn't just happen. You didn't just come into this world. God chose to give you life. Your life came from God. And God didn't just casually give you life. God had a plan for you. And God had a purpose for your coming into this world and your being. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm not a mistake. <laughs> he let me live. He let me live. He gave me life. And if he gave me life, by his grace, I'm going to find his purpose. Going to find his purpose. Going to find his purpose. Know this about the Lord. He's a God of deliberates. He is deliberate in everything he does. He knows what he's doing before he ever acts. He knows what needs to be said before he ever says it. God is deliberate. He doesn't do anything and he doesn't allow anything to be done that's not outside of his ability to handle and deal with. As a matter of fact, everything God says, every word God speaks, 
The Bible said his word will never return unto him void. It will accomplish. Everybody say it will accomplish. It, 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 God's word today is not a trial. God's word today is, is, is not a shot in the dark, if you please. God's word today is a deliberate act. He's got a predetermined purpose and an intentional work that he is doing with his word. And every time he speaks, that's the way it is. He's deliberate with his word. He's deliberate with his acts. Everything he does is just right. He, do, he doesn't have to do it again. He doesn't have to redo it because he messed up the first time. Now I understand. I understand there's, you know, like the man that was blind. He touched him and he said, do you see clearly? Well, I see men as trees. Was that man not perfectly healed because God didn't have the ability to give him a perfect healing? No, you know what? We, we understand that God had the ability. And so if God didn't do it, we have to somehow accept the fact that in his infinite wisdom, he's got a plan a little different than what we expected. Maybe there's a higher purpose that we don't quite understand. And if the Lord ever asks us, is everything all right? Don't think you have to say everything's all right if it's not all right. Because we are the workmanship of God. He's still working on me. Hallelujah. Just say, Lord, I, I don't see it all right. Yeah, I... I I'm not quite right in my heart. You've been touching me. You've been good to me, God. But, but everything's not quite right in my spirit. And I believe, God, you're able to keep working and moving in my life. Touch me one more time, Lord Jesus. If just a portion of your touch brought me this far along, I believe one more touch will do the job, Lord. Hallelujah. Sometimes for the work of God to be accomplished in our life, we just have to keep being honest with God about who we are and where we are. Saying, God, I'm not quite right yet, but I believe you're able to get me there. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. I'm going to tell you, to do the work of God, young people, you're going to mess up a whole lot. I mean, you would think after all these years of singing, I would practice a little bit more. And I'd be a little more prepared when I came up here today. And I'd get it all right. But it didn't happen that way, did it? I wonder how many services, Brother Mead, I messed up as a young man trying to learn how to lead song service because I couldn't hit the key right. You're going to mess up a lot. You're not going to get it all right. I'm not talking about sinning here. And the fact we don't dealt with that. Let's just that was the first day. This is another day. <laughs> you just, you're, you're, you're not going to get it all right the first time. I, I remember the first time I ever got up and had anything to say in the pulpit as a young man. 
I was 14 years old and the youth leader came to me and said, I would like for you to speak on Psalms 1. It was about 7 o'clock. I, went in, I had entered the prayer room and there the youth leader was. He said, I would like for you to speak on Psalms 1 tonight at 7.30. And I'm like, I don't even know what Psalms 1 says. You can believe I went and got my Bible quick. When I got through, someone told me, said, I've never seen a, a young man so nervous in the pulpit in all his life. They gave me the tape. I wish to God I could have kept it. I don't know what I did with it. Surely I didn't throw it away. <laughs> but, but I do remember, I went... I want to be like a tree. <laughs> I want to be like that tree <laughs> planted by the rivers of water. <sighs> I don't want to do this. I want to do that. I don't want to be a scorner. <laughs> you know. I had a girl walk up to me one time. She said, you know, you said 85 times, amen, 85 times tonight. <laughs> And I'm not even going to start playing like I'm messing up saying amen because it'll, I'll get hung up and keep saying it. <laughs> I, I'm just telling you, you're just going to have to keep going back to the Lord. Say, God, you got to keep helping me. You got to keep encouraging me. You got to keep picking me up. You got to keep working in my life, Lord. Now, I want to go into the fact that if God is a God of deliverance, and he is a deliberate God, my life is not just by accident, but divine design, then somehow I got to find that purpose, that place. And... Uh, I want God to help you young people to become willing to be what God wants you to be in his design and in his intentions and in his purpose. I want you to realize it. And in realizing young people, it's not just, it's not just beginning to understand clearly what the will of God is. Realization can also be a completion of the will of God. You gonna stay with me? I, I got I gotta preach just a little bit more. Let's let's move to another channel here today. Realization is not just understanding clearly, it's also completing, finishing. It's finding and fulfilling the will of God. God, I want to do your will. I don't want to just know your will. I want to do your will. I don't want to just have understanding of your purpose. I want to fulfill your purpose in my life. I don't want realization in just clearly understanding. I want realization in the completing of your will and your purpose 
for my life. You brought me this far. I want you to bring me, God, into the full and total plan and purpose that you have for me. Hallelujah. And, 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 and this is this, this predetermined purpose of God. I'm not preaching about pre- predestination today. I'm not saying whatever God wants, there's no way you can back out of it because he gave you free will. He instituted free will. He will never override it. Everyone will always do his will by their choice. The exercise of their will will be in submitting their will to his will. And so we come to God saying, Lord, you have a predetermined plan for my life. You have a will. You have a work for me to do. I accept you as the sovereign God of heaven that's infinite in wisdom. And you'll place me in your kingdom where you want me to be. Whatever it is, Lord, I accept it. This is where the wrestling match comes in. Because sometimes God wants people to be what they don't want to be. Sometimes God wills for people to do things that they don't want to do. And it's not necessarily always that they don't want to do it. They just understand it's a big task. They understand that that, that it's a great work that God has for them to do. And they understand some of the mess that goes with the miracle, Brother Lambeth. and, And somehow it's hard for them to grasp the predetermined plan of God and say, I'm ready to go. How many knows Jesus knows what's best for you? And if he has a plan and he has a plan, how many knows it'd be best if we'd do it? Let me just jump into what I felt like the Lord spoke to my heart this morning. And that is that there are some young people in this place today. You're wanting to resign yourself to accepting God's second best. I want to encourage you today, amen, to be the best that God has for you. And everything that God wills, there's going to be a lot of tears. There's going to be a lot of sacrificing. There's going to be a lot of prayer. There's going to be a lot of pushing back of the plate. There's going to be a lot of giving of yourself and not being satisfied with what you get in return from people. But I want to tell you, he'll never fail to satisfy you and be your help to fulfill that calling. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm a minister of the gospel today and I'm gonna tell you, nobody knows like I know how much he helps me. I said nobody knows like I know how much he helps me. And I can tell you today, amen, God will never fail to keep up his part of the bargain. If you'll join yourself with his purpose, he will be more than you ever imagined he will be for you in faithfulness and enabling you and empowering you to do his will. The Bible says the Lord told Abraham he would have a son. And Sarah laughed. Oh, yeah. Abraham got a little antsy and took matters in his own hands, didn't he? But the Bible said 
in the book of Romans chapter 9 that concerning Isaac this is the word of promise that was given in that he would be born this was the word that was spoken the Lord said at this time will I come and Sarah shall have a son now this is going to kind of flow into another point and that is God has a predetermined plan and purpose but he also has timing for the fulfillment of his plan and his purpose not only do we have to accept God's plan and purpose we got to accept his timing and the doing and the fulfilling of his plans and his purpose. As sovereign God, he will say, I want you to do this. Or I don't want you to do that. We must accept and embrace his sovereignty. It's not an easy thing to embrace the sovereignty of God. Can you keep flying with me? I got a message to preach today. I know you've been playing. Just stay with me. Amen. And, and, and I know... That, that God in his sovereignty, sometimes he says, you can have this, but you can't have that. I want you to do this, but I don't want you to do that. And I'm not just talking about the do's and don'ts of living for God. I'm talking about in the service of God and in the work of God. Make it simple. I want to build a church in Jennings. And, and, and I, I, I'm like, God, when do you want me to do it? And where do you want me to build it? And and, and, and I frustrated myself through the years about where and when. Finally, the Lord spoke to me a while back, says, I know how to get a message to you. If you're plowed in a field like Elisha, I can get a message to you. If you're on the backside of the desert like Moses and I got a work for you to do, I know how to get a message to you. I'll set a bush on fire. What I'm trying to tell you, young people, God releases us to do things and then there's times he also holds us back and in embracing the sovereignty of God it's like I spent five and a half years as an assistant pastor did I want to spend five and a half years as an assistant pastor? no would I have liked the elder to have retired earlier? yes I wanted to become a pastor But we got to accept God's way and God's will and God's timing. He knows the perfect time to hold on. He knows the perfect time to let go. He's got my times in his hands. He knows what's best for me. Although I cannot see, I trust your sovereignty, Lord. And I embrace your sovereignty. The Bible said before Jacob and Esau were born that the election of God may stand. Everybody say the elect of God. That the election of God, that God's divine choosing would stand. The Lord said the elder would serve the younger. There was two and God had to make a choice. 
And so, beyond that, the Bible says that the Lord is the potter. And we are the clay. And how can the potter say to the clay, why have you made me thus? Why do you want me to do this, Lord? Why do you want me to go here? I'd be satisfied, God, just being a good saint in the church. Why you got a burden on me, God, to, to break out of the norm of where all the other young people are acting and want me to go pray at the church today? God, why do you want me to throw away my plans of my careers and my wishes and my desires? Why? And then there's those that's dissatisfied because they're not, they want God to make them more than they are. Why, why am I just somebody that takes up the offering? And why am I somebody that just sings? You understand? Let's understand God's got a great big kingdom. And He's big enough to order it. And he's wise enough to direct it. Let's all put ourselves on his stone and say, mold me, Lord. Make me, Lord. Shape me, Lord. Form me, Lord. Fashion me, Lord. Do you want to be less than God wants you to be? You're not going to be happy second best. All right? You can be saved. Stay with me. You can be saved without being everything that God wants you to be. But there's going to be some turmoil in your mind. There's going to be some regrets in your spirit. I want to encourage some young people today to just take... Take the strings off of God and just say, God, I'm going to put my will in your hands. And I'm going to say, Lord, work on me. Work on me. Work on me. I'm going to deny myself. I'm going to submit myself. Mold me and make me and shape me into your image. You say today, Brother Townley, I don't plan on ever backsliding. I, I don't plan on ever walking away from the church. I just don't want to be. I'm having a hard time, God, accepting that call of God. I'm having a hard time accepting what I know. What I know to be divine purpose for my life. It's just not that easy to become second best. You see, for that piece of clay to become the second making, it had to become hard. It had to begin to resist. It had to begin to refuse. It had to start saying no to the touch of the potter. He was trying. He was working. Come on push here and take that away 
But somehow in the process, the clay gets resistant and gets hard. It's not as pliable. And God said, I want to. I got dreams myself. I got plans myself. And they're bigger than yours. Keep responding to my touch. Just young people, that's all you got to do. Just stay humble before the Lord. Keep letting Him touch you. Keep letting Him talk to you. Keep doing whatever the pastor asks you to do. Just, just keep doing whatever the pastor asks you to do. That's how you get to the total realization of the will of God in your life. I remember when I got to the place in life where I, I said, okay, God, I'll never say again, I'm not called to preach. I was about 16 years old. Finally, I said, okay, God, I'll never say I'm not called to preach again. And, and, and at that time, I, I felt like I needed to talk to my pastor. Now, this is crazy. <laughs> How things happen sometimes. My pastor takes a nap and did take a nap when I was a teenager every Sunday afternoon. Now, not only did he take a nap, I learned he took his phone off the hook. And if you tried to call him, you couldn't reach him. And if you really needed him and it was a big enough emergency, you'd drive to his house. Now that sounds hard, I know, but that's just the way it was. And guess when the Lord really dealt with me one afternoon? Yeah. It was a Sunday afternoon. I mean, I was, oh, I, I was walking around my bedroom. Oh, Lord, I just, I just, I, just, I got to talk to my pastor. I feel called to preach. I got, I got to talk to And I, I knew, I knew he took a nap on Sunday afternoon. I knew he took his phone off the hook. But God was telling me I needed to talk to my pastor. I think I did try to call him and got a busy signal. I was like, you know what? Okay, I didn't go to his house. I promise you I didn't go to his house. But the night I did talk to him, I was in the prayer room. <laughs> That's not the time to go talk to your pastor when he's in the prayer room. Pray. Now, I'm telling you, I, I did have a kind pastor. And, and he was very nice to me when I went to him. But I, I'm just, I'm telling you these things to make a point. Sometimes you're going to feel like you've got to have your spiritual moment with your man of God. About your future and your purpose at a particular time when it may not be best for him. And if it's real, it'll keep. <laughs> and so... I'm going to make you scared to talk to your pastor. That's not what this is. I'm just telling you my story. And so uh, I went up to him in the prayer room. I'm like, Lord Jesus. He must have knew at that point he was going to have some stuff to deal with. And I said, 
I, Brother McDaniel, I just, I just want you to know I, I feel called to preach. He said, well, okay. He said, uh, well, you just keep helping out around the church. You just keep doing what you've been doing. Keep, you know, whatever we ask you to do, lead service, sing, just, just whatever we ask you to do. He said, the Bible said a man's gift will make room for itself. And you just keep doing what you're doing. And God will do it. And that's just the way it's happened. I'm just telling you, young people, I can't tell you how all the will of God will be accomplished in total in your life. I just know the one thing that is important is that you stay humble, you stay teachable, you stay pliable, you stay moldable. You remain good clay in his hands and say, God, I'll walk through every door you'll open for me. And God, if there's a closed door, I'm not going to try to tear it down. I'm going to embrace your sovereignty in my life. I'll do at every point in my life what's available to me. I want to do your will. I want to do your will. I want to do your will. I mean, when we get called to preach, we're ready to reach the world. We're ready to do it. But God keeps the reins on us. We learn how to put water on the man of God's hands. We learn how to help him. We learn how to work with him. I mean, sometimes we're bumping up against the chases. Where can I go? What? The pastor's keeping me around here just because he needs somebody around here. He don't want to do all the work. I'm ready to go. And it's not the preacher, it's God. Because promotion comes from the Lord. Comes from the Lord. Comes from the Lord. So I'm, I, I feel like I'm, I'm having to, in the spirit today, address two different things. We've got some that's, that's, that's saying, God, I want to be second best. I don't want to leave your kingdom. I want to be a part of your great work. Why don't you let the Lord help you to throw that in the trash today? Say, God, I'm, I'm not going to resign myself to second best. Today, I'm putting myself on the altar and I'm recommitting myself to the best that I can be in your kingdom. And then there's those that I know where you are. I've been there too. That you're bound in the spirit. The Holy Ghost has still got you in hiding. He's still holding you back. Trust him. Trust him. When he wants you to do something, he'll open the doors. He'll make a way. He'll release you. But until then, trust him. Because you don't want to start doing something on your own. You, you, I, I'm going to tell you, like I said, nobody knows how much I know God helps me. And I'd hate to know I was out here doing it on my own, brothers and sisters. I, I'd hate to know. I'd hate to know. Because there's no helper like the Lord. There, there's nothing like letting God work things in his will, in his way, and in his time. Hallelujah. Oh, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. So sometimes when you feel like you got chains on you, 
and you're bound. It's almost like you're in a prison, but you got purpose in your life, like Joseph. I mean, you know that, 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 that you're supposed to have people bowing down to you, so to speak. And, and, and you're, you're going to be this great servant of the Lord. But now you're in a, a prison like. It's, and I'm telling you, it's not just the restrictions of your pastor. It's not just the restrictions of your man of God. It was in this season where I was assisting Brother Alexander that I learned how to accept the limitations of the spirit. The limitations of the spirit is I've got to embrace the sovereignty of God, keep my times in his hand and let him unfold the roads. I'm, 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 I'm trying to bring it on down to a close here today. Keep staying with me a little bit longer. Amen. And so it's in that time that I, I, I learned to say, okay, God, I accept your time, your will, your ways, whatever you want. Work according to your purpose. Work according to your plan. If you want to do something, you can do it. You're God. I wait on you, Lord. I bring my will in agreement with your will. I become one with you. And that's where the Bible said, they that wait upon the Lord. They that will become entwined with God, where two becomes one. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Hallelujah. I'm just trying to tell you, when you take your will and you accept the will of the Spirit, amen, you've got the undergirding of God, the assistance of God to do whatever it takes. If it's to do a mighty work or if it's to wait, He will enable you. He will enable you. He will enable you. You don't think that the Holy Ghost puts limitations on young preachers? Go to the book of Acts. The Bible said, amen, that, uh, that the, 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 the young man, Philip, went to Samaria and preached the gospel. And in preaching the gospel there, there were those that believed in Jesus, was baptized in Jesus' name. Miracles and signs were performed, but keys were given to Peter. No one received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I'm not trying to send any other message than this. That is, that there is limitations that the Holy Ghost will put. You just do everything you can do. Do like Philip. Preach. You've been released to go to Samaria. Preach. People's going to get baptized. People's going to get healed. But understand, there's some, there's some limitations. There's some things that's not going to happen just by yourself. God's going to use other men to come in and help. And so we've got to learn how to embrace the sovereignty of God in the going and the waiting. I trust you. I trust you with my times. I trust you with my times. Would you stand with me? Esther was a good young lady. A good young lady. She's clean, virtuous, 
obedient, humble. She was honored to become queen. A Jewish girl, God-fearing. Wow, I'm queen. I kept myself submitted to my cousin Mordecai. He told me I needed to go present myself. I did. And I'm queen. But you know what? There come a day in her life she realized that God had a higher purpose for her than just being queen. Once she was there, Mordecai sent the word, said there's a wicked man by the name of Haman that's trying to destroy the Jews. While we may not have understood fully why, I encouraged you to become one of the potential queens. Maybe, just maybe, God's brought you to the kingdom for such a time as this. And in that moment, and in that situation, she began to understand clearly God's divine purpose for her life. She began to say, oh, mm. wow. This is not just about nice robes. This is not just about a palace. Crown. Now I got a burden of responsibility. Help's gonna come from somewhere. The kingdom of God is gonna be preserved. Whether it's me or not. But this is my chance. This is my opportunity. This is my privilege. I realize that. It's coming together, Lord. Beginning to realize it, Lord. I'm beginning to see it, Jesus. I think I need to do some fasting. I think I need to do some praying. I think I need to get humble before the Lord. I'm going to need him to help me to do what I need to do. I, I can't just walk in front of that king, even though I'm queen. I just, I just can't walk in front of that king. If I walk in front of that king, he doesn't lift that golden scepter. Even if I'm queen, I'm dead. I need more than just my good looks when I walk in. I need the God of heaven whom I fear and serve to be with me. I need his blessings. I, I need him to touch the heart of that king. I realize my purpose. And aren't you glad she didn't just realize it in that she understood it. But she said, I'll do it. I'm going to my knees, Mordecai. Send the word. It's time for some prayer and fasting. I'm not just telling everybody else to do it. I'm doing it. I'm taking this moment. This is my time. Hallelujah. Listen, young people. 
David Livingstone said this. He said, if I would consider it an honor and a privilege to represent, serve and travel for an earthly king as an ambassador, I would consider it an honor to walk in any government of the world. Why would I ever consider it a sacrifice to serve and represent the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? It's my honor, Lord. I'll have to be patient. I'll have to let you be God. I'll have to pray myself into the altar through time and time again. I'll have to weep myself back to Calvary again and again. I want your best for my life I am committed to the total fulfillment of your plan and your purpose for my life of not just being saved but helping others be saved as I offer you an opportunity to come pray I don't want you to miss this message and that is this message is about what you can be in the kingdom go to God and say I don't want to be the toe don't go to God and say I don't want to be the eye I don't want to be the hand just go and say God make me I'll consider it an honor just to be a part of the body of Christ I'll consider it an honor to help out in any way I can no matter how small no matter how great my life is in your hands in Jesus name Take some time. You don't have to be in a hurry. Absorb the will of God into your spirit.